This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. One thirty-nine. the time of this hour of the John Katerra Show is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. It's time to quit the kibble and kick the cans. The Farmer's Dog makes dog food that's actually food. It's made from real meat veggies and delivered right to your door get 50 percent off your first box of smarter healthier pet food at the farmersdog.com slash dog days week for the farmer's dog it was kind of a fun commercial to do i might add all right we're going to head out to our uh, premier chevrolet carlsbad fan hotline and joining us on the line our buddy brett boone host of the brett boone podcast and odyssey original featuring the most notable names in the mlb and all around sports every week Joins us on 97.3 The Fan. Booney, what's happening today? How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. Uh, you know, I always ask you usually about the Padres. I know last week I asked you, uh, last time you were on, about the, the Yankees, and I'm sure we'll, we'll touch base on that. But, you know, I mean, you're, you're galvanizing uh, uh, the, the podcast world right now. Kind of give us a little uh, flavor of what you've had on recently I, I and love what you've got to come. I love that, Coach. I'm galvanizing. Yeah, that's um, you. No, we've 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 been on a good run. We've had a lot of interesting guests lately. You know, we had Albert Pujols and A Rod and, and Ortiz, and I want to get Jeter on. And uh, this week we got we got uh, Mark McElmore, teammate of mine, played a lot nice. of time. It was really interesting. It was interesting because he's the only guy I've ever played with that played with my dad. So opening question oh, is wow. who's a better teammate? So we got him. We got Harold Reynolds. We got Harold Reynolds coming up uh, tomorrow. Uh, so we got a bunch of go. I got Jenny Finch coming up next week. Miguel Tejada. So we're just we're just cranking them out, Coach. Oh, that's good stuff. Hey, uh, Mark McLabor, man, what a great career he had. He played for a long time, and uh, a lot of people probably remember he actually uh, from San Diego was a Morse Tiger once upon a time in high school. Yeah, and a football player. He was. We were teammates in Seattle in uh, 01 to 03. 
And he's just one of those good guys. And uh, he played a long time. He was versatile. He's one of those guys that picked up signs. Hey, Booney, you want the signs if I get the second? And if a guy like Mark McElmore says that, I say yes. Because there's certain guys you trust, and then there's certain guys you, you trust, but you got to verify it a little bit. He was one of those guys. You know, he had that sixth sense and uh, – Really good guy, and I enjoyed my my time with him. And he's got some interesting story. I think he played nineteen years. Yeah, nineteen years. He's still broadcasting. Yeah, he's the pre and post for the Rangers. Yeah, no, I remember I saw him on TV a couple of years ago. Did a really really nice job. You know, it's kind of funny you bring up you know getting signs from second base. When I played in high school and college, I didn't necessarily like that because I you know I didn't have guys out there that you know I basically trusted. I mean, you start uh, sitting for an off speed pitch and the guy throws you a ninety two mile an hour fastball. It looks like about one hundred and twelve. Exactly. He, I'll tell you. It's something in baseball. I was never good at that, Coach. Oh, there were certain guys. Uh, Stan Javier comes to mind. Eduardo Perez, now on Sunday Night Baseball. Mark Lackmore. Those were the teammates that they'd get to the yard early, and they'd be studying video. Booney, you want to know this guy's signs? I think I know. I think I know his tells. I know he, he tips the pitch if his, if his glove's in this, in this position. Those guys are really good at it. And, and it's something I think you're kind of born with, that innate talent. I didn't have it. But believe me, when one of those guys would give me, you know, a tip or, or something they're seeing, I would, I would, I would heed it because I, I could use those little things. And it wasn't every game. It's once in a while. Those guys will come down to you and say, hey, he's tipping his pitchers. Do you want to know what's coming? Well, if a certain guy says that to me, and, and, and it's one of the guys I mentioned, absolutely tell me what it is because I know they're always right. Now, if I come to you, coach, and say, as Brett Boone and say, hey, I, I think I know what he's throwing. You might want to say, all right, Booney, tell me when you're 100%, because mm-hmm. I, I wasn't the guy that had that ability to pick those things up. But those guys taught me a lot, and it, it's really like a like a sixth tool in your tool belt. They always talk about the five tools of baseball. This is kind of the sixth one, and there's only a select few that really have that. Usually those, those are the guys that steal bases. Yeah, that and a lot of times pitchers are over there. You know, they they got plenty of time on their hands. Sometimes those pitchers will sit at the end of the dugout, and if they're really into it, they'll bear down, and they may be able to help you out every once in a while as well. Yeah, without a doubt. But I'll usually go with the position player over the pitcher because he's the thing that people don't know about, the Ricky Hendricks of the world, that type of Vince Coleman. Those are guys that are – taking their lead at first base back in the day now. I mean, they're pretty aware of it these days. Now they're getting sophisticated, you know, with the earpieces, how we relay signs. But back in the day, if that catcher would get lazy and open that right leg, you got a base stealer on first base taking his lead, he's peeking in. If he can pick up on a breaking ball, that's the time he's going to run. So it starts there, then you get to second base, and then it's deciphering whatever that whatever that formula is that the pitcher and catcher are working with that night, those base stealers usually are really good at picking up a code within two or three pitches. Once again, nowadays with the earpieces, that's, that's a little tougher to do than it used to be. But uh, little things like that, the game within the game, I used to love stuff like that. And it's not illegal. It's not an unwritten rule. It's like, hey, if, you, if you're giving me the signs, and I ask, this is interesting, Coach, I asked my dad who obviously, you know, caught for 19 years in the big league. I said, Dad, if somebody's picking your signs, what are you doing? He said, I've got to get better at giving my signs. He didn't say, oh, they're cheating. He just said, that's a part of the game. And if they're picking my signs, 
maybe I've got to be a little more resilient and know that I've got to come up with a better formula so they can't pick it. So that was a really interesting take coming from a guy that, that caught for so many years. Well, not only is that an interesting take, I think some other uh, catchers of maybe your dad's ear may have answered that question a little bit different. If a guy's picking my signs, then you know what? Uh, we're we're going to give him uh, uh, one sign, and we're going to come up and in and knock him into the dirt. Right. Well, he, he didn't get that far into the answer. That that might be something. Well, your dad he, was a nice guy, though. Your dad's a nice. Guy. No, he was a nice guy, but but don't <laughs> don't really you know don't uh, mistake that for. For I'll tell you, if, if it's something that's got to be done, an eye for an eye, Dad was all on board for that stuff. But for the most part, he, he really did. He said, if I would <laughs> think a team was picking the pitches or, or had something on it, i say, I've got to get better at giving my signs. You know, i got to get a little more sophisticated and not just go, you know, one after the second, the second sign. You know, something like that, or change up after this. It, it's got to be a little more sophisticated, and that was his take on it. Interesting. Brett- Brett Boone, our guest here on 97 through the fan. Booney, uh, you know, I, I've never met your dad. You know, I, I know, uh, I know a lot about him, obviously. I, I really enjoyed watching him play and I know his history with Philadelphia and, you know, coming out here with the Angels, but I, I did know your grand, your grandfather. And, uh, you there's no doubt, uh, your grandfather, I know he wasn't a catcher, but I know, uh, you know, he believed in the unwritten rules and I could only imagine if somebody was stealing signs in a ball club he was playing for. <laughs> Oh, uh, and, and it was nasty back then. Actually, kind of my my favorite generation that I wasn't around to watch, but I, I just see the old footage. And how about uh-huh. just taking taking the second baseman out on a double play the way they used to do it back in the oh, day? Body block. That was a part of it. That was a part of it. It's like I'm not here to hurt you. I'm here to do everything I can to keep you from turning that double play, and I'm going to throw my body at you just so you get that one out. That's how the game, you know, used to be and, and played like that. Now, in my generation, you could still come in hard. They're trying to break up that double play, but there was a certain amount of, of the, a cordialness, if that's a word, uh, that went with my generation. Guys weren't really trying to hurt you, but they'd come in hard. You know, I get a Kurt Gibson coming in. I, I remember he was tough uh, turning two in a big situation, especially if he got a good jump. I look at a, a Matty Williams. Man, he was tough coming in on you. Will Clark, uh, but that was a part of it, and that was that was a part of as being a second baseman. That's how you separate a normal second baseman from an elite second baseman. The guy that can hang in there, turn a tough double play when that runner's trying to knock your butt in the left field with the game on the line. If you can turn that too. That's what separated the good from the great, and and you just don't see that. That's one thing about the game. I like a lot of these new rules. I think they're good. I think they're great for the game, but some I'd like. I, I wish they'd stay like they like they stayed. Second base, turning two. I wish it was like it used to be, and you didn't have to just slide straight into the bag because there's really no way to separate yourself now as a second baseman. Anybody can turn a double play. I can have a left fielder turn a double play with today's rules. You know, kind of like the NBA guys are always getting on the current. The current, uh, the current players, because they're saying, oh, you can't even touch them, you can't do that. It was a little tougher back then. Hey, one more question, and I want to bring it back to the Padres here. You know, I watch this pitch com, you know, and it's in every game, and 
it seems like there's always a problem. There, there's not one game I watch where the game isn't stopped and the umpire runs out to make sure the guy's not, you know, faking it, and they get the ball boy brings out another pitch com and blah, 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 blah. Hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you what. I don't like it from the standpoint. You know, if you want to have it, great. But I will tell you this. I think with two outs, if I'm pitching and I got a good rhythm going, Hey, just give me the signs and let's go for it, man. Let's get out of this inning and we'll figure the pitch calm out when I go back to the dugout. I mean, I've seen far too many times there's like two outs and rhythm going, good groove, and all of a sudden the game gets stopped, and now all of a sudden he comes back, he walks the guy, base hit, and now there's two outs and runners on first and second because he delayed his own ball game. Oh, with the, with the technology, yeah. like if, if something if something uh, it goes, goes on the fritz, like your cell, all, all of a sudden your cell phone ain't working. You're in a place where they don't have good Wi-Fi. No, I understand what you're saying from a fan's perspective as well, and especially if you're a fan of that home team where the pitcher is in a groove. I, I get completely what you're saying. I don't know. They could come up with something, coach. Maybe, uh, hey, if your pitch com comes out, it's something that's taken. That we're going to take care of between innings. Just let us know it's not working. We go to a signal system with the catcher and the pitcher. That's probably predetermined before the game. Like, okay, if the pitch com goes out, this is what we're going to instead of halting the game. And it's something that you got to figure out in between innings to get that technology up and running. I think that's a good point. That's the first time I've heard it put that way, but I think it's a good point. The only thing I've got from this new pitch clock, and I like pretty much everything about it. Pace of play, I think it's better. Everybody's into the action. You, you can go to a game, and, and you can't be on your cell phone or you'll miss a big part of the game, whereas before, man, it seemed like it just dragged on. The one thing I'd like to see change from the hitter-pitcher perspective is that the hitter has to engage the pitcher at the eight-second mark. I don't think that's fair for the hitter. Because before, if you want to play those mind games, I think of a Jamie Moyer type player. He was mentally, he was playing mental games all the time with the hitter when he was on the mound. But he has the ability to hold, hold, hold for that eight second call. As a hitter in the past, I had the ability to call timeout to kind of counter your chess move. Nowadays, you've got to engage as a hitter at the eight-second mark. He can hold it to the one-second mark as long as he wants. So I have to stand there for eight seconds. Then the next time, he can quick pitch me. So I think that's something that's got to be tweaked this offseason uh, as far as making it a little fairer for the hitter versus the pitcher. Maybe move it down to a four- or five-second mark where he's got to engage the pitcher. Other than that, I, I'm pretty pleased with this new rules this year. Then the pitchers will complain that they're having to rush uh, there at the end. Hey, last question real quick here. We got uh, five and a half games back, the Padres in the wild card. And, you know, from one day to the next, you don't know what you're getting out of this ball club. Been very inconsistent from day one. Uh, uh, I'm still holding out. I got the white towel in the right corner of my desk, Booney. I took it out of the linen closet the other night, but I haven't unfolded or waved it yet. I said it really came down to this series. If they get two out of three, then it'll stay in the corner for another series. But it's really series by series with the Padres right now because they have very little, if any, uh, room for error. Without a doubt. And the reason I say there is hope, and Miller, other than the talent level that's, that's on that roster, that can't be really questioned. The talent level is one of the top in all of baseball. That being said, they haven't played up to that talent level this year to say, you know, and that's being conservative. Uh, they're not going to win the division, obviously. That's over. They got five and a half. They're five and a half in the wild card out. Three weeks ago, 
the Seattle Mariners were at the same point, kind of mirroring the Padres as far as where they were in their division, where they were in the wild card. In three weeks, we're standing here today. The Mariners are two games out of the Texas Rangers in the division. And they're in, if, if the season ended today, the Seattle Mariners are in the postseason. If you would have told me three weeks ago that on the 22nd of August, the Mariners are sitting in a, in a playoff spot. They've got a seat at the table. I'd say you're crazy. But they rattled off eight in a row. Then they lost three and three heartbreak losses. Two to the Baltimore Orioles, one to the Kansas City Royals. Both, two of them were extra innings, one run ball games. They lost three straight. They've just rattled off seven in a row again. You know, the only team that's hotter than the Mariners or as hot is probably the L.A. Dodgers. I think they just won 17 out of 20. But what I'm saying is with this talent level that the Padres have to pitch as good as they do, and they're number one in the National League in pitching, they can do it. I just saw the Mariners do it, and if the Mariners can do it, I know the Padres can do it. Now, talk is cheap. you still got to go on one of those unprecedented runs. I mean, it's not one of those things where you can win four or lose three. No, they got to rattle off like a 10 out of 12. But this team's definitely capable of it. Whether they'll do it or not, I don't know. Something's been fishy to me about this San Diego Padre team all year. I look at it, I pound, my brain hurts when I look at it. I said, (laughs) there's no rhyme or reason this team is as far out as they are and not even close to a playoff spot with this roster. It doesn't make sense. They've been pitching pretty good at the top of the league for a while now. And to find themselves that many games out, I mean, the Dodgers are not as good as they were a year ago, but I sit there and I look at that division. San Diego Padres are 17 and a half games out of the division. I know. With that Amazing. roster, it doesn't – and especially when you pitch. You're not pitching top three. You're not – you're number one in the league in ERA, number one. That doesn't make any sense. Something's going on. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors down there. I, I know this as an ex-player. The only people that truly know what's going on are the people that – come to the ballpark every day those 26 guys in that room they're the only true people that know what's going on behind the scenes i don't know what's going on it doesn't make any sense to me the talent level is too high to be playing this up far hey booney good job man thanks for the time appreciate it coach there you go brett boone host of the brett boone podcast and odyssey original make sure to follow the brett boone podcast and the odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast for brazen Coach John Contreras back in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Win and Chris coming up next. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Coach John Contreras. Thanks for downloading and listening to the John Contreras Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and favorite us on the Odyssey app. You can always listen live weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.